Hello and welcome to Princess in the Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Sawyers, and I'm ready to talk Disney movies past and present. Once upon a time, Nathan and Hannah sat down to talk about Toy Story 2. So I am super excited to have Nathan Woods on the podcast today. Nathan, tell us a little bit about yourself. We've talked about how you know me before, so I don't think we necessarily need to do that again. Mm-hmm. Give people incentive to listen to episode number four, but tell us about yourself and what you got going on. Well, um, I am a media director at a church in Oklahoma. I do a lot of videos and things like that. Uh, I also just recently got engaged, so that's an awesome thing. And yeah, that's pretty much about it. Nathan was gracious. I told him a couple weeks ago, I said, hey, will you do Toy Story 4 some, or Toy Story 2 sometime in January? And then this week I texted him and I said, hey, I've got like a lot of time. Can you just do this now? And I'm hoping he's cool with doing all four because I feel like no one else can do it now that he's done the first two. I feel like you are locked in for the other two, whether yeah. you like it or not. <laughs> I think I think I'm able to do all four. It's just if you liked the fourth one, you you might not like that episode. So because oh. I got I got a lot of a lot of negative things to say about that one. Okay. But it's well. All right. We'll wait a while to do that one, because I yeah, really liked yeah. four, so <laughs> we'll just talk about that. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about your podcast that you have? Uh, yeah, I have a podcast I do with two of my best friends, uh, Brock and Graydon Bulig, they're brothers, and uh, it's called the Nunya Business Podcast. Um, we talk about, you know, just pretty much whatever. Um, we, we do have a few segments that we usually run through um, about sports and, you know, um, social media things we thought were funny and... Um, we even have a segment where we talk about our spiritual lives, um, and things like that. But for the most part, it's, it's just us being goofy and and having fun together. So, but it's called the Nanya Business Podcast. So, oh yeah, that might be important to mention the name. Um, I was on an episode, it was, it's really just like a fun, you don't really have to think a lot while you listen to it. Kind of like mine. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It's not like super deep. It's not like. I don't know, philosophy. A couple of the podcasts I listen yeah. to are not super we, deep, but, like, they require thought. But I'll listen to them. Yeah, up. we definitely don't make you think about it, so. <laughs> I listen to all my podcasts at, like, two or three speed. And so yeah, I usually listen to your podcast once or twice per episode because, like, sometimes I'll listen to it and I'm like, I totally missed that. Um, and so <laughs> there's a lot happening because there's three guys talking in a room. And so... That tends to yeah. have a lot going on. Um, but we'll just oh, yeah. jump right into, tell me why you picked your movie. And I think the answer is, I asked you to do this specific movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I really like the first Toy Story. And I, I mean, I like this one as well. But uh, yeah, I've just always liked the Toy Stories and kind of related to them a little bit just because of the age of Andy and, you know, things like that. But yeah, they're just they're just great movies and they have a great cast. So that's that's why I picked these movies. So let's do an overview of the story, just a beginning, middle, end. This movie kind of picks off a little bit after, picks up a little bit after the original Toy Story. Um, they, uh, well, I say that the very beginning of the movie is actually a video game that Rex is playing, uh, and his arms are too short to be able to reach the button, so he loses um, trying to defeat Zerg with Buzz Lightyear in a video game, but. Um, you get the introduction of some of the characters from the first movie um, at the end of this one. 
um, that they talk about over the radio, like the Mrs. Potato Head and the dog that um, Andy gets. Um, and it turns out that the dog really likes the toys and you know has a good time hanging out with them. I almost feel like the dog likes the toys better than he likes Andy. <laughs> I can see why you. I, I can see why he would, because I mean, if the toy ever gets out of hand, he could just rip them up. So, um, oh. but yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, the beginning of the movie is they're having a uh, um, a garage sale, and uh, the mom comes in and picks up a toy or two that you know Andy doesn't really use or play with anymore. That's up on this shelf. Um, one of them, his name is Wheezy. Uh, he's a, a I guess a penguin that you squeeze and he squeaks whenever you squeak him or if the squeaker's broken. And so he uh, gets taken out to the yard sale and Woody um, goes out to save him. And in the process gets picked up by a, uh, um, I don't know what you'd call him. I guess a collector. Um, and he's going to sell, he gets, he finds Woody. He's been looking for him for a long time. He picks him up, takes him back to his place uh, and then Woody realizes that he's a part of a bigger story. Um, it used to be an old TV show. And this guy is going to sell them as a package deal to somebody in Japan and uh, make a lot of money off of them. And so he uh, gets Woody restored because Woody's been played with and he's been a little bit beat up. Um, one of his arms actually got ripped uh, during the process uh, of everything. Anyway, uh, the rest of the toys make this daring rescue effort to go get Woody back. Um, and, and they, they think wind he's up, being tortured. Yeah, yeah. Because the guy that stole him is this big. He he owns a he owns Al's Toy Barn, uh, which is actually mentioned in the first movie. He's like the owner of the Al's Toy Barn. And he dresses up a big chicken suit, and they're all scared of him. And they think he's being tortured, so they go to try and rescue him. But they go to the toy store instead of Al's um, apartment, which is actually across the street from the toy store. Um. Which is kind of funny because he drives to work even though it's literally right across the street. Yeah, uh, they make a rescue effort and Woody um, has to deal with the effects of whether he should stay and be a part of this collection. Or if he should go and kind of disappoint the other toys for leaving, things like that. And you get a backstory of the cowgirl named Jessie and how she was left by her owner on the side of the road basically for free toys. And she's real sad about that. And uh, yeah, by the end of it they wind up rescuing Woody and all the other toys that are there except for Stinky Pete because he's kind of the bad guy he doesn't want Woody to leave because you know he wants to be sold to for money and be able to live in a museum forever because he was never played with yeah he was always kept in the box so they wind up getting Woody home and all the other two toys that came with him and uh, whenever Andy gets home from cowboy camp um because he didn't go with Andy because his arm got ripped and he didn't want to you know totally ruin him uh, he gets back to the house and realizes that, hey, there's more toys here. So then they get to be a part of a family and get played with again. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much <laughs> the quick overview of the whole thing. So Yeah, I think that's pretty good. There's a lot of, or not necessarily a lot of, there's a few little side stories. Like Buzz walks down the Buzz Lightyear aisle and is caught. And then there's another Buzz who kind of takes yeah. his place with the group. Rex is really intense about this video game, and that's kind of a story, too. So there's a lot of little stories that are intertwined into the bigger story of rescuing yeah. Woody. And so that's why this movie, I feel like, is so good, is that it's not just like, I don't know, it's not just focused on the idea of saving Woody. There's other things that are happening along the way as well. Yeah, and you got the the aliens that get saved by um, 
Mr. Potato Head, and then they become his children. So Yes. What did you forget before you watched it again? Was there anything? Not really. I mean, I, I pretty much remembered most of the movie because that was another one that I had watched a several lot. times. Um, I had forgotten the little tie-ins to Toy Story 3. Um, Stinky Pete actually makes both of them. One is Andy going to take you to college. He asks uh, Woody that, which was mm-hmm. Andy's plan in Toy Story 3 to take Woody to college, and then everything kind of happens after that. And then at one point, Stinky Pete also says you're going to rot in a landfill, which to me is a callback to the incinerator scene in Toy Story 3. So I thought that it was interesting that they pulled these thoughts from Toy Story 2 and incorporated them into the third movie. Are there any other thoughts you had about the storyline? Well, I mean, you could definitely tell the difference between the first and the second one um, as far as being more, like, emotionally driven. Yeah. Um, You know, you get... You get Woody's whole story of whether he should stay with these toys and be sold and, you know, adored forever in some museum in Japan or whether he should go back to his family and, you know, be played with and give joy to one little boy. Um, And obviously uh, you get the story of Jesse and how she was basically forgotten. Um, The opposite of what Andy was doing with the toys is, you know, not playing with them anymore. And you get this emotional pull from both sides of, well, maybe he should stay and go to the museum and make these other toys happy. And then, you know, they've just forgotten how much joy it brings to a kid whenever they get to play. So it's a lot more emotional than the first one. The first one is, you know, almost like a, a buddy cop comedy movie where it's, you know, Buzz and Woody against the bad guy, but in Sid, but this one is more of an, uh, emotional dilemma as far as you know should i stay or should i go type thing so definitely more complex than the first one yeah the other thought i had was when they're trying to get into al's toy barn they all jump i don't think i've ever seen a weight triggered door have you (laughs) i no, i don't think i have either so i mentioned this to ryan and he was like yeah like the older doors would be like that and i'm like i don't feel like they are i don't feel like that's a thing and so I thought that was interesting yeah. um, as the toys are trying to get into Al's toy barn. And then also as Buzz tries to leave, he ends up knocking over all those chemistry kits to get the door to open, which would have worked on a motion sensor yeah. door also. But mm-hmm. anyway, let's talk about characters. There's Woody, Buzz, Jesse, Bullseye, the Prospector, and Al. These are the really core characters. There are so many other characters in this movie. And so, who are your favorite? I mean, obviously, Bullseye is pretty a pretty good one. He's he's pretty funny, uh, especially in the scene where they're trying to get to uh, Al. He fell asleep on the couch and knocked his Cheetos off of himself. And they're trying to get to Al so Woody can get his arm back that got ripped off. And Bullseye is trying to walk with Woody across the floor, and he keeps stepping on Cheetos. <laughs> it's pretty funny. But, uh... Yeah, Bullseye was the main one that, you know, the new character that I thought was pretty funny. I don't think I can choose. They're really all so lovable. From Buzz to Bo Peep, they make a huge impact. Like, Bo Peep's only Mm. in the movie pretty much at the very beginning. Yeah. But she helps Woody to realize, like, everything else doesn't matter. I have an owner. Um, Because he's, like, freaking out looking for his hat. And she says, look under your boot. And he's like, it's not under my boot. And she says, um, go ahead and look under your boot. And he lifts, lifts his foot and he goes, see, it's not there. And she goes, no, look under your boot. And he sees that Andy's name is on his boot. Mm-hmm. It helps him to know that he has an owner and he belongs. Yeah. 
So I think it's really cool how even that really small moment really sets the scene for the whole movie because Woody is so conflicted the whole time about, you know, who does he belong to? What decision should he make? Yeah. So anyway, I just thought it was really interesting. What do um, these characters really make you think of? Um, I mean, I I think you kind of are going to talk about this too, but the, the Star Wars references between Buzz and Zerg um they they definitely have a lot to uh a lot to uh you know bring to the storyline as far as some comedy because of the relationship that they have um but then uh i, I relate to wheezy a lot um uh, because i have asthma so whenever i was younger and this movie came out i was like hey he's got asthma like i do that's me yeah dust <laughs> dust kind of bothers him so <clears throat> yeah yeah i I really thought that it was interesting that they made the reference to Star Wars because at the time, Star Wars was not a Disney movie. No. And so I thought that was really interesting. And then I also thought it was interesting as far as character development. You really think of Al as the villain for most of the movie, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, he is. He stole Woody Yeah. when the mom was like, no, you don't get him. But really, it's Stinky Pete who's the the worst. Mm -hmm. He you know, keeps Woody from trying to get back home, like, the whole movie. Yeah. From while they're at the apartment to on their way to, was it Korea? I don't remember. I think it's Japan. I'm pretty sure it's Japan, yeah. On their way to wherever they were going in the, like, cargo area, he keeps them from getting away as well. Yeah. What is your favorite quote from this movie? Do you have one? Uh, I like the one, it was uh, Rex, whenever they're in the... Uh, they're coming up the elevator shaft and they get into the vents. So they're trying to save uh, Woody and it's the new buzz, the one that doesn't realize he's a toy yet. And they're uh, about to break into the, into, I guess, Al's apartment through the air vent that's at the floor. And there's a big grate and Rex is like, what are we going to do buzz? And the second, you know, the not real buzz Lightyear says, use your head. And then the next scene you see him all running, holding, Rex like a battering ram and he's like but I don't want to use my head and then they slam into the into the grate through the through the wall in the Al's room so I thought that one was pretty funny mine is from Ham it's why did the toys cross the road to get to the chicken on the other side <laughs> because Al's ter- toy barn is across the street from where they are yeah and so I thought that was really funny are there any quotes from this movie that you use like in real life I wouldn't say this one. That was more of the first movie for me. I sometimes say, I'm tour guide Barbie. Like, if I'm, like, showing people around. Yeah. I feel like, hi, I'm tour guide Barbie, which I've always thought was the quote. Uh-huh. But I rewatched it, and it's it doesn't say hi. It just says, I'm tour guide Barbie. Yeah. So I've got to work on my delivery of that quote if I'm going to continue to use it so that I'm using it accurately. Yeah. We'll jump right into sequels. So this is obviously a sequel of the original, and then there are sequels after that. Yeah. I would say this this has been my least favorite of the season. I just haven't ever, or series, I just haven't ever loved it. It's not, like, my favorite. Mm-hmm. I feel like the story is really slow. I feel like it takes them forever to kind of get through things. Yeah. I still love the movie, but out of the four, this one's my least favorite. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, the first movie, the story kind of changed throughout the movie, you know. Um, whereas this one, it was the same story the whole time. They're trying to save Woody from, you know, Al and get, being sold to a museum, but it just takes the whole movie to do that. Whereas in the first one, it was, 
Woody's having a good life. Buzz comes in and ruins it. Then they got to be friends to save each other. So Yeah. I'm really interested to see if this movie gets remade. I feel like it's just waiting. I feel like this series is waiting to be remade into what you call fancy cartoons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's been almost 20 years since the first one came out. I'm not quite sure what year. Yeah, I think the only it came I think out. the only problem with that is that, you know, this fourth one literally just came out earlier. Well, I guess it would be last year technically. <laughs> since we're in 2020, I think I think they they would wait a couple years anyway if they're going to remake the first ones just so they can get away from the fourth yeah, one. But That's fair. What is your favorite moment? What stood out to you? I had a couple. The restoration that Woody went through, that was that was a pretty cool scene where the guy is coming in and using the little uh, airbrush and the you know, making his eyes shiny again and kinda making him look better and he sews up his arm. I jokingly say it was like cartoon ASMR for back in the day. It's kinda kind of a weird thing, but it was like, Man, this is just weird to watch but um and then the the part where they're crossing the street and they're walking underneath uh, the traffic cones and they're causing a traffic accident. I thought it was funny also. Um, and I can't remember if this is part of the bloopers or if it's actually in the movie, but it shows the two bugs, like the ant and um, the slug from A Bug's Life, and they get chopped off of a tree branch. And w- it's actually Buzz using his chopping motion as he's walking through the uh, the the bushes or whatever. Um, that was also pretty funny cause it's, a, you know, a callback to a different Pixar movie. Um, and then also the bloopers at the very end, um, I mean, are just awesome. You know, it's Woody getting stuck in a roll of tape and them running and trying to smash through the vent, like I was talking about earlier and they not make it and they just all smash up against the thing. Um, at the end of the movie, Wheezy does like a little, um, singing rendition cause he gets a squeaker back. So he has a real voice and, they're throwing the microphone to him and it like hits him in the head a couple times and uh tour guide Barbie's talking about her face is hurting from smiling so much and things like that. So those are pretty those are yeah. pretty awesome. And then like I said earlier, Mr. Potato Head gets kids, because um, he saves the aliens' lives and then, you know, Mrs. Potato Head is all excited about it. So they have children to take care of now. So since you were talking about the bloopers that made me think of I don't know if you know this but one of the bloopers has actually been cut out oh really I don't know if you remember this one but stinky Pete is in his box and there's two barbies in there with oh, him yeah. and he's saying things that are I wouldn't say they're overtly offensive mm-hmm. but John Lasseter who is one of the creators for this movie yeah. has um been accused of a lot of not so great things. Mm-hmm. So they have actually removed that scene from the blooper oh, wow. reel. And they replaced it with one that me and Ryan, when we were watching it last night, we were like, this one's really weird too. Like, it's not offensive or confusing. It was just really weird. And I was like, why didn't they just cut it out? Why'd they have to, like, replace it with something else? Yeah. And I can't even remember off the top of my head what it was. Um, But... I mean, I think that's a really interesting thing that Disney's been doing as they re-release movies is they are changing the movies, um, just like they have with some of the Star Wars movies, and there's a couple other movies that we're finding out have been changed, and it's just kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's what being in a digital world gets at. Yeah, they can change it at any time. Yeah, I've only seen it on the DVD, so 
obviously that doesn't change from you know what it originally right. was so and also i think stinky so, stinky pete like farts inside of his box in one of them too that's pretty funny but <laughs> that's yeah. yeah maybe that was the one that i thought replaced it because i felt like it was weird like the way they did it was weird yeah no i think so maybe the, that was the one and maybe they didn't replace it and they just cut it out yeah i think the one where he farts inside the box it was in there originally because he's talking okay. about how bad it smells and all that stuff, and he has to open up the back end of his box to air it out and stuff like that. <laughs> um, so my favorite moment was the When She Loved Me sequence. I feel like it really helps you to understand Jesse a lot better. It gives a lot of character development, so you understand why she's so emotional all the time. Um, throughout the whole movie, Jesse feels everything very strongly, mm-hmm. And so I think that's interesting and it helps you to, like I said, really understand her a lot better. Yeah. Are there any other thoughts you had about this movie or the series as a whole? I was just going through some trivia on the uh, IMDb website about this movie just to kind of see what some things were about it. Uh, There was one I thought that was pretty interesting. It's uh, talking about when they're um, driving around Alice Toy Barn. The, the whole group of them is in the back of tour guide Barbie's van, you know, riding around. And um, she says that back in 1995, short-sighted retailers did not order enough dolls to meet demand. And they sit in there, you know, she's talking about Buzz Lightyear. And this is an in-joke and a fact that when the original Toy Story in 1995 was released, um, toy sailors did not think the movie would be a hit. And they indeed did not, you know, order enough dolls to keep up with the demand. And they said it was also a joke, a self-deprecating dig at Mattel Toys, which denied use of the Barbie character in the first film, thinking it would be a flop. So, uh, two two different like areas of the industry didn't think that the movie was going to do very well, and so they they decided that they and it ended up hurting. Them. Yeah, they didn't make as much money because they didn't have enough toys to go around, and also Mattel didn't get in on the deal with Barbie in the first one, so. They were pretty upset about it, which that kind of brings me back to the last one. I don't know if I told this or not, but I guess Billy Crystal, did I talk about that? I'm not sure. He was going to be offered the role. Oh, yes, you did. He was going to be offered the role of Woody. Yeah. And then whenever he got offered the role for Mike Wazowski, he was like, yes, he didn't even, you know, he just knew the guy was on the phone. He didn't want to miss out on another thing. Exactly. And one other, um, you know, Pixar has a lot of shorts that they do. And the cleaning guy that comes in to take care of Woody, is his name is Jerry. And he's from a Oscar-winning Pixar short called Jerry's Game, um, where he plays chess. Uh, and this came out in 1997. And some of the chess pieces that he played with in the short are in one of the drawers of his case. Um, that he, you know, He's opening the drawers to look for stuff to work on Woody with. And there's these chess pieces rolling around in one of them. And that's, it's because that's the same guy that was in that little short is the guy who's cleaning him. And so there's pieces in there. So I thought that was pretty interesting. interesting. So, yeah, I, I do remember seeing, I'm going back to when you were talking about the Barbie quote. I do remember thinking when she said 1995, I was like, that wasn't when the space race was though. Yeah. Because a lot of what the first movie focuses on is the space race and how, because of that, space toys are being sold at higher rates than other toys and that's why Andy wanted it because it was so popular and I remember hearing that quote and thinking 
that's kind of an odd thing for her to say because 1995 at that point like all of that was over yeah and that's kind of what stinky pete talks about in this movie too is sputnik and how all that kind of escalated but yeah anyway and also the scene where uh woody and wheezy are up on top of the shelf and there's all the dust floating around apparently that set a record for the most digital like pixels created in a single scene like of all time so oh wow yeah pretty insane that's crazy but, yeah but yeah well thanks so much for being on today i appreciate it you're welcome i had a good time I'm so glad you joined us for this week's Princess in the Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Princess in the Podcast and on Twitter and TikTok at Princess in the Pod. Visit our website, princessinthepodcast.com. I hope you live happily ever after.